Welcome, everybody, to episode 79 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello. Hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and I was born in a small town. And you can find me on Twitter at CD Villasenor. And with me this week is not Ty because he's out earning a paycheck out on the road. But I've asked my friend Brian Schwartz to come hang out with me. Hi, Brian. What's up, man? Hey. So you I, was, might re- <laughs> I was raised in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably going to die in a small town. But- and I can breathe in a small town. <laughs> You'll see this theme coming around. But thanks, Brian, for joining us. Uh, Brian, where can we find you on the Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at Brian Schwartz 04. How'd you get 04? Did you just take that as the default? Uh, no, that was the <laughs> year I got my job. <laughs> so, I don't know. That is that is the most random-ass reason to choose 04. I couldn't get 01, so I'm like, okay, 04. And yeah, well. that's when I, I started working at my current job in 2004. I thought maybe four was the number of nipples. Maybe you had <laughs> yeah, like three points up there. <laughs> Anywho, um, so you might remember Brian from the much beloved, but obviously way too short All Things podcast that he used to do with his wife, Casey. Right. Which was, was based on, uh, which was based, which was supposed to be based on her blog, which is, by the way, excellent. So if you, the blog is called All Things Mama, right? Yes, allthingsmama.com. Yep. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a really great um, mom blog, with, you know, with house tips and all kinds of great, vet, you know, recipes and all kinds of great stuff right. on there. Yes. Yeah. Anything you want for your family, home, and life. Yeah. And so, and so when you, I started listening to your podcast, it was like, it kind of started out as sort of a thing, and then it kind of got wild, which yeah, was hilarious. I know, we just, like, it started to be something that was, like, supposed to be, like, a part of her blog, like, a, you know, subsidiary of All Things Mama, and then it just turned into, like, a crazy fest, and we just talked about whatever we wanted to talk about, it didn't matter. Whether, there, were, there were some topics on there that were that made me cry. It, we would throw in like five seconds of, hey, what do you got on the blog? You know, just to like make it legit. And then at, beyond that, it was like whatever we wanted to talk about. So Anyway, but you guys stopped doing it. Any yeah, reason? well, I mean, no particular reason. It was, um, we have three kids, and which we talked about on our blog and on the podcast. And uh, it... You know, they're all involved in everything, and it just got really hard to carve out the time to do it. It became more of like, instead of something that was fun that we really enjoyed to do, it was like, you know, now that all this is something that we have to do, and it was, you know, what are we going to talk about? And I don't know, I think we did like 10 or 11 episodes, and Mm -hmm. then we skipped a couple weeks and thought, well, maybe we pick it back up, but then we're... I, we just, we're knee deep in kids, man. And I hear you. It was just hard to find that time because it was, I mean, you do a podcast, it's time consuming. I mean, it was, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to record. And mm. then I would take probably an hour to go back and edit through some things. And so it was pretty much just a time issue more than yeah. anything else that. I t- I totally understand that, other than the fact that Ty does all the hard work on this show. I just, I just show up. <laughs> well, yeah. 
it's uh it's still out there like so we still pay for our you know our podcast whatever you have to pay for i think mm-hmm. we were like on libsyn or something like that uh-huh. and so it may be something that we'll start up again you know and episode 11 or season two or something like season that two, you know i could totally see like maybe being like a fall thing you know because you know in the fall it's a little easier right like when the kids go back to school and stuff it just like whatever yeah exactly and we get back more into a schedule and things like that yeah so for sure i totally understand well we hope you come back because i enjoyed your podcast well thanks i there appreciate some, that there was some hilariously random stuff on there which made me cry i don't know it was just funny it was a funny deal i think and we had a couple listeners anyway yeah i think you had i think you had these you had some traction anyway uh tonight we're going to talk about growing up and living in a small town um we're also going to talk about playing in bands because both brian and i played in the same band and other bands as well so we have we have rock and roll stories to share and then we'll do a little um we'll do a little list compare which is a uh, which is a standard on the two on three podcast because you know nothing like an internet list to make you talk about stuff dude people love lists man it's just <laughs> it's proven fact and in the ot we might do a few uh would you rathers just to keep uh just to keep it going but aside from that let's start it up all right here in here in segment one so we both grew up in a small dinky ass town in illinois carlinville illinois Population Mm -hmm. 5,000. Ish. Give or take. (laughs) Right. Depending depending on the obituary that way. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And it was actually a really lovely little town. Now, granted, I probably look on on it romantically. I mean, growing up in a small town has its pluses and minuses. But as you get older and you have kids, you kind of wish that, oh, you know what? It was great because summertime would come and we just... They, our folks would kick us out. We'd <laughs> ride our bikes around. Yeah. We'd find lunch somewhere at somebody's house. We'd raid somebody's house for lunch. And then we'd ride around our bikes and then we'd jack around till dinner time. That everyone home. It, that was exactly, that was summer. Yeah. Be home by dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and it's and it's funny how you how you romanticize stuff like that. But really, if I'm not to romanticize it, if I just think about it a little bit. We were probably bored out of our skulls, right? Oh, oh my God. I couldn't wait to like find a way out of there. You know, it was, uh, God, especially as I got older, you know, so as I got into my high school years, it was like, get me out of this town, man. I, I wanted the city big time. And, uh, but you, you, you're right. As a little kid, it definitely had like, you know, those kinds of fun things to be able to do. And our parents, I'm sure they worried, but, you know, not like, you know, people's parents worried that lived in Los Angeles or something like that. Yeah, not like city kids. Like, even, even you know, living in the urban suburbs is, is it can be worrisome. Like, you can't let your kids just cruise around, <laughs> un, un, you know, you know, without knowing what the hell they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the great thing about today, though, I mean, we have cell phones and we have technology to where, you know, kids can check in and stuff like that. Like, for us to check in when we were kids, it was like, oh, hey, let's cruise by your house and i got to go say, (laughs) oh, hey, mom, I'm, you know, I'm going to go ride around for another four hours. It usually had to coincide with having to take a poo. (laughs) <laughs> Cause exactly, because you, you could yeah. pee, you could pee in all the bushes around town, right? But the, yeah. but the second you had to take a crap, it's like we got to go to somebody's house. 
Or we're out of money and, you know, we need some <laughs> Cheetos and uh, a Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> whose parents is, has some? Yeah, whose parents has, who's got soda? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's a, it's such a funny thing. But yes, it's, you, I, I find myself more and more romanticizing the, that whole aspect of my childhood. That whole doing nothing was really great. I mean, my kids are, my kids are fairly scheduled. And Lord knows we were not scheduled as children. Oh, God, no. There wasn't <laughs> one-tenth of the things that there is for our kids to do today. So it's just a different time. I mean, that that sounds cliche, but it is really. I mean, if, if we look at it honestly, it's... God, my, okay, so my son plays travel ball baseball and like what was that when i was a kid you know we didn't have that we had we had here here's the other thing about can i can we sidebar on this baseball thing right now of course yes how come all the baseball kids look awesome like when i was (laughs) when i was 10 years old we had like blue jeans and like this shitty t-shirt that got screen printed yeah it said dairy queen (laughs) (laughs) woods paulson i played for woods paulson (laughs) appliances right right yeah like and it was and we had a trucker you got a shitty trucker hat with a color and then like whatever your team color was then you got a shitty t-shirt that said that had your the sponsor on it and we were blue jeans yeah i know and And yeah now everybody has matching uniforms and bags and you got you know three hundred dollar bats and yeah yeah, and they got and their helmets match their their helmets even their batting helmets match their uniforms right Did we even have batting helmets? (laughs) There was like three for the whole team. (laughs) And my melon melon head wouldn't fit in the damn... My dad had to actually buy me my own batting helmet because my head was so big that it wouldn't fit the regular batting helmets. Well, that was the thing. You you usually had to wear your hat under your batting helmet because like all the padding was going out of it (laughs) and it was about three sizes too big anyway. Yeah, and there were like a bunch of wooden bats and shit in the bag like the bag just got re- just shuffled out to the league every year right there every like year five, yeah and then, there were like six teams in each in each league in yeah league, depending upon your age and then the same bat of equipment like about a dozen old crappy baseballs in the yep. bottom of this like army duffel <laughs> i think that's what it was <laughs> thing had been like a nom right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then kids these days have like the the best shit available it's ridiculous it is it's a racket dude i'm telling you it is it is anyway but that being said i mean i'm not i'm not far away from that as i have golf kids and my kids equipment my their golf equipment's awesome and like i think i learned on like 1948 ben hogan clubs that ben (laughs) hogan might have actually played exactly yeah that that i actually got from your neighbor bud Bud Hempel, actually. Oh, Bud Hempel. Yeah, he gave me a set of like I think his wife's old clubs, and that's what that's how I started playing golf. Nice, man. Oh, no. They were the best neighbors. See, okay, so so now you've come back around to the small town to where, you know, everybody knew their neighbors. I mean, you and I grew up not too far from each other. It was just yeah. run Five through minute. the back, run yeah. through the backyard, cut across the hospital parking lot, and down the hill. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I'm yeah. at your house. You like know, four, so. four minutes. Right, right, and so yeah, that was one of the like the nice things too is especially when you were little that everybody knew everybody and everybody looked out for each other. And one of the cool things where we live now 
is we live closer to a city, but we're still in sort of a small town. And like my kid, they'll ride their bikes over to a friend's house, you know, so, and I don't really worry about it as, as I would as like, if, like I said, if I lived in LA or Compton. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't even have to live in a dangerous area. You don't even have to live in a dangerous area, but the thing is, it's just impossible to know everybody. Even, you know, even though, you know, we live in this suburb, we had the fireworks the other day and we went to the park to, to watch the fireworks. And, um, it was great. I mean, the, uh, you see tons of people that, you know, like parents from school and all these other people, you know, from work and right here and there. And, and still you just, and that's only a few dozen people out of the several thousand people who are hanging out in this park. Right. So it's not like, it's not like Carlinville where you pretty much knew, you pretty much knew everybody. <laughs> you knew everybody in town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're the same way. I mean, we know the ball parents, we know the dance parents, we know the school parents, but you know, I may not know my next door neighbor. You know? right? Yeah, <laughs> two doors. Yeah, my next door neighbors, I know two doors down. I have no, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I wave at you while you're walking your dog, but about that, that's about it. Exactly. I'm not coming over to borrow a cup of sugar or, you know, whatever. (laughs) You know, the other thing about small town living is not only did people look out for you, but if you were wilding around in their bushes and shit, they would come out and yell at you. Oh, God. How many times did that happen? (laughs) Oh, my God. I got picked up by my shirt collar. Like, I can't even count because we were screwing around at somebody else's house. Right. Could you imagine a stranger shirt collaring your kid in this day and age? Like a oh. neighbor? You you'd either beat them up or call the police on them. The police instantly. Right. Yeah. But but here's the thing, but as a kid if you were wilding in somebody else's yard and they grabbed you by the shirt collar and like said, "You kids quit wilding around in my yard." And then they called your parents oh, and man. you went home, you would get in trouble from your parents. Or you were dead meat. You were dead meat. Now, yeah. now, now, if a stranger called my house and said, "Hey, your kid was wilding in my yard," I'd be like, "Why are you calling me? Don't, <laughs> don't get my number. Don't don't touch my kid. If I catch you touching my kid, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock your head off. Right? I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a flying knee to your head. Exactly. Like the, it's we're gonna it's WWE out in the cul-de-sac. Right. I mean, it's like, but back in the day, if if a stranger called your house and said, "Hey, your kid was wilding my yard," you would f you up oh big time yeah oh it's so funny that's the uh that is the you know that's the beauty of especially a place like carlinville where on friday nights like the whole town would empty out and come out to the football games and goofy crap like that i mean that's yeah the, and they still do i mean like i've gone back a couple of times uh you know all my family still lives there my mom dad brother sister uh and so they have kids who are growing up, you know, doing the same things that we were doing. And uh, so I'll go and I'll watch my nephew play football or something like that. And it's still the same way, dude. It's like however many years later that it's been, 30 plus, uh, it's still everybody comes out to the football games and then everybody goes here afterwards. And it's really cool how it hasn't lost any of that, you know, sort of small town charm. Ooh, well, here's the alarm. Oh, nice. It's not as nice as Ty's alarm. <laughs> it's got like a little... It's, got, it's like new aging. It's like seal. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible alarm. Anyhow, um, 
just sort fix of that for the next segment. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna fix it. I'm not gonna. I have time to fix this stuff. It's like, you know, <laughs> Keller, Keller leaves me here, and all I'm like, I can't do anything. Anyway, <laughs> I, actually, actually, the couple of times I had guests when Ty couldn't do this whole thing, um, I, uh, I, I was able to sort of. Uh, I didn't have an alarm. I just was like, okay, that's ten minutes, and we're we're good. And that's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've upgraded. All right. Actually, you're so, learning. Seventy nine episodes in, and you're right, learning. Here we are, <laughs> like, two, like yeah, two years, a year, <laughs> two years into this. The uh, I did get a chance. Was it two years ago? Was it two years ago? Yeah, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, I was back in Carlinville, and I did, you know, I did have a chance to go to my class reunion and went to the football game, and it is hilarious. I, you know, everybody at the football game. Yeah. Like I haven't yeah. been, to, I hadn't been to town in lit, almost literally twenty. 25 years and i knew i could have sworn i know like three quarters of the, the like the place like you did know and yeah and they you, knew you yeah i could have ran for mayor and got elected <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't been in town for 25 years but i'm gonna run for mayor today and uh and i probably would get elected it was uh, it's an amazing place probably probably correct yeah now summertime always makes me wistful for um and here we are gonna start segment two Nice um, thank you. I'm a professional broadcaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it makes me wistful for the times where, when we were kids, where we decided we wanted to play music, and all we did was just sit around and play music all day, like all day, every day in the summer. Yeah, yeah. We just crappy, crappy. We started. It was very crappy. I think the uh, the the first drum kit that I borrowed from Darren was like literally cardboard boxes. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were they were terrible. But it was yeah. what we had, right? Yeah, you took whatever money that you had made mowing lawns or whatever you were doing that summer, and you just blew it on the first guitar or drums or bass or amp that you could buy. Now our, just, now I got to get playing. Now, our high school rock band was called The Basements. Yeah. Central Illinois' most prolific rock band, if you look at the <laughs> Facebook page. So, so we've been dubbed. <laughs> So we've dubbed ourselves. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, um, hilariously, we used to play in my basement at my house. And loud. Loud as hell. Oh, the louder the better. Right. I always, I always think to myself, you know, we, you know, I have to tell my daughters, like, you know, she's got her AirPods in and you can hear them blaring. And then I'll be like, hey, turn those down or you'll go deaf. And I thought to myself, I've been playing, I played rock music at the... The sound of like four jets in with no in my earplugs, basement. with no earplugs, no nothing. Like your head was numb for two days. Yeah, and then I and I'm not deaf, so I mean, like, so I could <laughs> tell her I, she's, I could tell her she's gonna go deaf. I mean, I played in bars, I played whatever, whatever. I could hear just fine. I've suffered some hearing loss. There's no doubt about that. And well, the the way I know that is because I talk louder now. <laughs> Brian, why are you so loud? It's like what? This what? is my normal voice. Because I because I've destroyed my hearing by listening to music too loud. Exactly. Well, I stood right next to the PA and like five feet away from like Marshall Stacks. So right, right. Do you remember how deaf you were the first time you saw ACDC and they lit off those explosives? Oh, with in the, the arena, the like, cannons on like for those about to rock. Yeah. yeah. 
I think I think nothing made me more deaf than the three times I saw ACDC and those cannons went off like in whatever arena I was in. Like, Dude, that was I, the greatest. You walked out of those shows with like your ears ringing. Literally <laughs> couldn't hear for like two days. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. Anyway, so we played in band. So so we played in our this sort of a party band, a um, high school party band. It was fun. And it was a we, blast. We, we really enjoyed it. And uh, we got pretty decent for being high school kids. But, you know, if you pull off the old tapes, it's pretty rough. But, oh, awful. But, but we were rock stars. Like, in our, in our little small town, yeah. This is, again, let's dovetail it back to the small town. We played in a band in a small town, and we were absolute rock stars. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, everybody, everybody knew. Everyone got jacked up. It's so much so that two years ago when we played my high school reunion... People came from all over the freaking place and just jammed themselves into this, into our reunion to come hear us. There were people from other towns. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Like, people who weren't even in our class came from far away to come hear us play. I know. That was wild, man. And it was a total blast. Yeah. And and we were actually good. (laughs) We got better. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, 30 years later, we did get better. Like, everybody kind of learned to play. Like... Unfortunately, unfortunately, Jim never learned to sing. <laughs> I don't think Jim. I don't think Manly listens to this this podcast. But anyway, he's terrible. If he, if he does listen, get some auto tune, dude. <laughs> we'll buy him a laptop and an auto tuner for the next for the next show. But but you know, for I remember one of the early gigs we played. We played. What was the name of that place in Gillespie that we played? Oh, uh, CC's. CC's. We're yeah. gonna play CC's. We 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 call up our friend Dave, Dave yeah. Boda, Dave, and Dave has a PA, and we borrow his PA, and he's like, "I got this fog machine." We're like, "Okay, yeah, bring the fog machine." Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a rock show. You can bring. We have some lights. We have some terrible lighting, and we have a fog machine. So we jump into our first number, and. He hits the fog machine and he instantly fills the bar with 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 fog that you cannot see literally to your fingertips. Like like that fog machine was set on eleven. Right, right. And well, no one could see. No, and it, it was hilarious. Like no one in the bar could see anything. Like I don't think bartenders could pour drinks. It was the fog the- machine like <laughs> covered five thousand square feet a second, and the bar was like. 1100 <laughs> total space total total space yeah oh my god that was that was the most but that was a very rock and roll thing to happen it, totally and it yeah and man that was a great show too i remember that that was the first time uh oh god we played did we play weight by um white lion was that the first time we pulled weight out oh my god and jim absolutely butchered the solo like oh yeah, they had yeah, it was awful. <laughs> but but that's but that's part of being a small town rock and roll band. Just Everybody terrible. loved it though. I mean, nobody knew any different but us. You know, we were the only oh. ones that were like, "Oh God, you you were awful on that." But everybody else was like bowing at his feet. You yeah, know, that, that's rock. That's a rock show, man. Here's yeah. another. Here's another basement's piece of rock history. We were playing a wedding, one of our last teenage gigs, um, and we were playing. We were playing a wedding, 
and Brian, who was working a roofing job during the day, right. slice slices the holy hell out of his out of his hand. Like I got a wicked your, scar still from that. Yeah, like and like and it was like three or four days before the show. Yeah, like like can Brian play the freaking show? Right. We don't know. So anyway, so it's you got stitches. You're trying to work it out. And then, so the day the show comes, it's like, Brian can play. All right, Brian, Brian Schwartz is going to play. Anyway. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Oh, this is what it's all about. So my sister, who is a nurse, n- nursing student, comes and gives you the most awesome, like, thumb bandage yeah. in the history of rock. I have, like, pictures of this thing. <laughs> and so there's Brian with his base with his big thumb bandage. And it was very rock. That was it very was rock. totally the show had to go on. I was like uh, Peter Chris in that '76 Kiss poster with the headband <laughs> and the blood on it, playing the single drum. You know, that would it would have been better if there was blood oozing out of your out of that bandage. But unfortunately, it was very clean. It was clean. They, My they, sister's the do- a professional. The doc did a good job. It might have been your dad. <laughs> <laughs> your dad might have sewed me up and said, "Get out there, kid." Yeah. It's like you got a show to play, pal. Here's some stitches. Right. Get in there. <laughs> Again, a, small town. A... Dovetailing back to the small town. The the guy you play that plays drums in your band, his dad is also a doctor that sews <laughs> you up to go play the gig. <laughs> that was that was a very rock moment. Now, Brian also went uh came out to Seattle, played uh played in a rock band here in Seattle for a number of years. I liked it when it was tongue water. Yeah. Better was... than when it was shine. You okay. had to change the name. Yeah. You had to change the name from Tongue Water to Shine. I was like, ah, I, mean, I, I like. I guess we, I guess we had to change it. We we had a lineup change, and so then I think that prompted the name change as well. Yeah, that was that was some rock. There was some big rock. You played some big. Do you play some big? You played some big rock gigs. Yeah, we played some great uh, venues. Um, like, really, one of the coolest things for me was like. So we sort of came after the big Seattle explosion of Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. All that had already happened. And uh, so everybody was in a band in Seattle then, which, I mean, maybe they still are. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's been a while. But it wasn't, I mean, it was like 1993. So it was like really shortly after that, you know. So we were playing some of the clubs that these dudes played when they were coming up, you know, when they were like Mookie Blaylock and that, you know, so like the off ramp, which I don't even think is there anymore. I think it's something, it's called something else, but yeah, it's still okay. There. Yeah. All right. So we played it when it was the off ramp. We played, um, the Phoenix above ground. Is that still around? Um, I, maybe. I don't okay. Know. I've played the central with, the Copper Kings. We played the Central, which is nice. I think nice. is maybe the is the now the long standing traditional everyone played this stage stage in town. I think uh is the crocodile still there? Yeah. I think the crocodile's yep. still around. So we played the crocodile one time. So like those were the cool things. It's like, man, I'm on the same stage that, you know, all those other great dudes like, you know, Lane and Eddie and you know, Cornell. I mean, God. Right. <laughs> like no. all these awesome dudes played. It's back. <laughs> but yeah. Seal. I mean, that's. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the cool part about playing around Seattle is playing those places where, where, you know, greats have come, right? Right. Yeah. And 
I don't know, you see like, you know, Mookie Blaylock written on the backstage wall and stuff like that. You know, it's like, dang, that is just awesome. You know, yeah. those are my favorite places to play. Any place that had like a backstage, like <laughs> that was my, where I had like a dressing room and stuff to like, just go hang out, which was like maybe like two places. You know? <laughs> Otherwise you're just like, you know, stepping off the side and you're into the crowd and nobody knows who you are. Right. I like uh, the, I also like the places that would give you like a cooler of beer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, those are those are my favorite places to play. It's like what? There's a backstage area, and they give us a cooler of beer. Oh, yeah, those were Bo- awesome. Booyah! Right? Yeah, but uh, it's funny, like playing, playing, and getting older as you get playing. It's really funny because um, when actually, it's I think it's this year's the 10th anniversary of the Copper King's Hellos and Goodbye release. So oh, cool. For you people who are interested in that kind of stuff, you can find Copper King's Hellos and Goodbyes on iTunes. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, are, are you planning a 10-year Copper King's reunion? Yeah, no. I don't think oh. so, but that's okay. The, uh, we are playing, uh, we are getting together to play in September for uh, a party, but you know. No, no official reunion coming. Ah, okay. The, uh, but the, uh, but where was I going with this? But as you get older, like playing in a rock band kind of, kind of starts to suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause it's like one o'clock in the morning and you're, you're packing your car. You're like 40 years old. Uh, you're right. 45. I'm like 45 <laughs> years old. I'm like, dude, it's like, <gasps> I'm too yeah. old for this shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're if you're a rock star. Now, now everyone around here now plays tribute. And so, like okay. all the band, we used to play with a bunch of original bands and we'd invite each other to each other's gigs and they'd we'd open, they'd open for us and you know, one band would promote and then they'd get all their fans together and then we'd have a show that we'd promote and then we'd just bring a few bands on together, right? So, yeah. we didn't expect our friends to come out twice a month, right? Cuz nobody wants to come out twice a month to see your friend's band play right so we just like same set yeah yeah exactly it's like you could come out every other month or every you know once every once a quarter you would come out to right. have drinks and maybe we'd throw an extra we'd throw some extra songs in there or whatever right and right, so right. and so the um but yeah it just gets all those all those bands now i you know you're friends with them on social media and whatnot they're all playing tribute now all of them are playing oh no kidding That's a tribute the thing, to the huh? scorpions a tribute to journey a tribute to pearl jam a tribute like all of them play tribute now nobody plays original music around no oh, at wow. least at least with the groups that we used to hang out with which is kind of too bad because i thought some of them were pretty good but some of them were pretty good um and yeah i'm i'm friends with some of those people still on social media and you know, I don't. I didn't know what they were doing, but I knew they were still playing, and I thought that was pretty badass. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were when we were young, we grew up in the greatest era of metal. <laughs> There's <laughs> the, no doubt about that. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest era of music of our lifetimes is the hair metal years, like eighty eighty five to like ninety ninety one. Right, right. This is the this is the time when, when, you know, there was, there was a lot to be done here. So as we move here into segment three, we're going to talk about Hair Nation. Um, XM, Sirius XM's Hair Nation put out a list of, and this is a user voted. This is like listener voted, which is why this list is so terrible. God, I'm wondering who's <laughs> listening. 
as I read this list, I'm like, who in the hell is listening to Hair Nation? But what's funny about all this no music... No one that grew up with me, that's for no. damn sure. You know, what's funny about this music is that... My kids all listen to this. They know all these. They know all these songs because I listen to them in the car. Of course, and, and they're still vital. Now, we talked. Ty and I talked about this a uh, few weeks ago, but you know, it's like kids in 2019 listening to songs in from 1989 is like kids from 1989 listening to songs from 1959. Yes, and we didn't. <laughs> No, <laughs> like, we didn't listen to we didn't listen to Fats Domino and like no, Buddy rock Holly around, and, rock yeah. around. Like, I was like you kind of knew what those songs were, but you would never take the time to listen to them. No, God, no. And our parents weren't listening to what we were listening to either. Just like, yeah, I'm not listening to what my kids listen to. But they're currently. listening. But I think I think kids today because how many times do I have to be on Facebook where like some kids are playing sweet child of mine and everybody loves it. It gets forwarded around like 10,000 times. Right. And, and it usually, the and it usually gets to me at some point because everybody knows I love that music. They're like, have you seen this? It's like, yeah, it's great when, you know, 12 year old kids are playing guns and roses because that's the best music they ever made. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you can, so you can't really, it's hard to argue with the results. Like 30 years later, appetite for destruction. I would, I would, I would challenge you to name a, an, a a record front to back that's better than Appetite for Destruction. Oh God! Uh, are we going to do that now? I no. was not pre- I was not prepared no. for that part of the segment. It's it, it's a, it's a trick question because there is no album ever made in the history of the world that is better from front to back than Appetite for oh, Destruction. Oh man, I'm going to I'm going to challenge that. You in can a come. Second. You can come back to me. Okay. On this. Okay. Anyway, but. Serious XM Hair Nation had the users, the users, the listeners, um, pull together a list of the greatest guitarists of all time. I'm using quotes. Here's the quotes. Here are the air quotes. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about it because we love metal. So if you love metal like we do, you'll know some of these names and you may or may not. You may or may not agree. Well, we so can number- talk about how lame this list is. For <laughs> it's a little lame. So, um, first of all, number ten, Warren D. Martini of Rat. Now, I love Rat. They were they were they were they were perhaps the most Los Angelesy of all the bands that ever came out of Los Angeles during this during this during this time. Right. Like, well what they were one of the first ones. I mean, so like anybody that came along later like owes it all to Rat and like Quiet Riot because those guys were doing it before like Motley was, you know? Mm-hmm. So D Martini was he's a terrific player. Absolutely. Probably belongs on this list. I don't yes, have a problem he does. with this. And as a matter of fact, I made my own list. We'll come back. <laughs> that, we'll come that back we to can it. come to but yeah, he would make a list. That's for sure. He would make he would he would make your list. Now, number nine. This is, by the way, a horrible injustice to Richie Sambora of Bon Jovi. He needs he should be at least one or two or three. What? Oh my god! There's no way. What? Are you kidding me? Um, bon, bon Jovi. Not... Bon Jovi played for what? They had hits for twenty years. Sure, it's not because Sambora was like this insane was, guitar player. But he, but was, he was great. Great. He was a 
he was a serviceable guitar player. Serviceable. And he was a great vocalist. He could have. He was. John could have quit, and they still would have been as good. I mean, there's never been like when people when people pulled together things like like the greatest team up is like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. They're totally missing John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora. They're. <laughs> These two, I mean, and he's a terrific guitar player, very and very influential. I, I guess you never really heard him like cut loose. I mean, that just wasn't really their style, you know. Like it was more song oriented than it was like big heavy guitar riffs. But the solos, know? but the solos were always top notch, and they're very memorable and very well put together. They are memorable. You're right. I'll give you that. All I right. mean, yeah, the squeals in uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive." Of course, you're going to remember that. Right, this is what I'm saying. He he's got he's a top five guy for this era. That's okay. my argument. He, okay. All right. CC Deville, Poison. Yeah. For sure. Right. He's on the list. <laughs> no, dude. You don't think he's a ten? You don't think he's a top ten on this list? No way, dude. CC is a bag. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna get a call from Jim Manley. <laughs> Who's, oh, who, who, who to his to Jim Manley's credit, Jim Manley, the you know, the lead guitarist for the basements, did a terrific CC DeVille. He does he did a, a great CC impression, yeah. He still does, he still does. He's yeah. terrific. He's terrific. Uh I think CC DeVille belongs on this list. Poison was they're a top ten band of this era. They are, but again, it's the same argument. It's like it's more song oriented than it was like guitar riff oriented or big like ripping solo oriented you know so i mean he gets a lot of credit for writing the songs absolutely you know him and brett were a great team just like sambora bon jovi you know but i mean come on very memorable again again very when you hear my list you'll understand (laughs) you went i know you went for the technical shred guys all right not all not all of them all right number seven phil collin of def leppard belongs Oh, we are so off on this list, dude. All right, that's okay. He belongs. Steve Again. Clark was better. Steve Clark should be there instead of Phil Collins. Steve Clark, Steve Clark didn't play a single lick on the recording oh, of, of of Hysteria because he couldn't play. Phil Collins had to play all that stuff. All right. Phil's the better guitar, and he's, again, iconic. Those, those guitar solos are, again memorable and impactful maybe not the most technical guy i know you're gonna get into this okay number six is this is is i'm gonna throw out jason becker for that because really a little late enough you know a little late is yeah, <coughs> i'm with you on that jason becker's a fine guitar player he does not belong on this list that's a ridiculous that's that's a ridiculous inclusion totally agree finally all right here we go Nuno betancourt by the way Nuno Betancourt's my favorite guitar player of this entire era. I know he is. He's he's without question. He's a great songwriter. He's a great player, and he's. I think he's nearly without peer in terms of his ability to play. He this, should never be style. in a tie with anyone. That's for damn sure. They have him like a tie for sixth here, and he ties with no one. No, he he ties with no one. And Nuno Betancourt, Nuno Betancourt, unfortunately, like Extreme's most famous song is "More Than Words," which is brilliant, but not, but not even a taste of what Nuno Betancourt can do. 
No, Pro- it's not a taste of what they were all about either. But you know? Pornography is a great record, and that performance is out of this world. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody could play that. <laughs> I 100% agree. They they shit the bed with Extreme 3, but we won't get into that. We won't get into that. All right, number five, they have Steve Vai. Obviously, he belongs on this list. Yeah, it's but not fifth. He's way higher than that. He's, I mean, come on. Eat him and smile. It was Vi was just unstoppable. You know that, that that's my favorite. so. This is maybe a conversation for another day, but um, Van Halen is probably one of the greatest bands in the world that had one of the worst singers ever. Let's be clear. Oh, David totally Roth, terrible. Motley Crue almost tied for first place in this. <laughs> like, I, I agree. World's most famous bands, worst singers, Van Halen, Motley Crue, neck and neck. But those two guys were like two of the greatest frontmen ever. They're iconic, but they're terrible singers. Let's be clear. They're awful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 100%. <laughs> okay. Steve Vai would get on this list just for that five minutes he spends in Crossroads just destroying <laughs> Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I mean, just pummeling Ralph Macchio into submission. Yeah, right, right. right? Yeah, Jack Butler wins every time. <laughs> Every time, but yeah, Steve I was something something new to us back then. Like that was the I don't know. There was like a. It felt like like he was the start of the really super technical, guitar hero types. I really oh, I felt know. like I felt like that that like there was a leap there. Like Van Halen's great, right? And and there was this and there was a f- certain flashiness about it and then all of a sudden it was like oh this guy's flashy and he's crazy technically great exactly yes yeah yeah Mick Mars Motley Crue number 4 on this list great, great. Ag- again you can't have Motley Crue without him but was he a great guitar player great riff maker great song player he goes into the same category as CC DeVille and Richie Sambora you're gonna throw him in that list. I I probably have yeah. to agree. I probably have to agree in that in that regard. Um, oh, we're talking about metal guitar players. I'm turning off the turn off the seal. Turn off the timer. Turn <laughs> off the timer. Turn off the timer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this for like 40 more minutes. Of course we are. <laughs> I still have a whole list that, to go through. George George <laughs> that Lynch. you're gonna debate me on. Sure, George Lynch Dokken. Absolutely. Great, Great yep. huge. I mean, yep. amazing. Dokken never... I mean, the Hair Nation people love Dokken. God bless them. Oh, but my I, God. It's like every other song. That, because, I can't get away from the Scorpions either on this <laughs> oh, channel. They're, like, they're Scorpion heavy. Oh, God. If I had one criticism of the Hair Nation rotation, is that it's a little Scorpion heavy. Oh, it's too much Klaus mine. But I, but I do, but I do love some. I do love me some Dokken and George could, Lynch. Yes, I totally agree. And I saw that uh, Jeff Pilson is playing bass for Foreigner. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, that's fantastic. I don't know. That's what I said. Anyway, they. I think they're slightly underrated as a band in general because they were. They just Don couldn't stay away from being cheesy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I heard an interview with him though, dude, and. I didn't realize how long that dude had been around. Like, oh, yeah. He was old then. Right. And I had no idea because, I mean, Dokken kind of came around, you know, later in the 80s when some of their stuff started to get, you know, once MTV happened. Yeah. But, like, Don had been doing it for a long time. I'm yeah, well. Jeez. It's, 
Yeah, no wig, no gig. That's that's the Don Dockin. Uh, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah. He'd put on that wig and go rock it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Slash Guns and Roses. This is this is an all, another no brainer. Okay. I think Slash is amazing. I and can't ever just, get. Do you remember? Uh, MTV did this thing where they did live at the Ritz. Do you remember those concerts? Guns and Roses live at the Ritz is an amazing is an amazing gig. No. Well, they're, well, it is. I mean, they're I'm like they're drunk as hell. Oh my god, they were hammered. And I'm like, do you guys even know how to play? Yeah, but that you was awful. That was, but that was the rock and roll. That was the. That I was, guess that's true. They were yeah. very much on brand. I, I, <laughs> yes, that, you're right. That is absolutely true. Yeah, here, I never looked at it uh, from that perspective yeah, before. Yeah, here are five dudes who are way fucked up. <laughs> yeah. and they're playing this gutter they're playing this gutter they're playing this gutter rock and it totally works i guess you're right yeah yeah i didn't i didn't think about it that way but that was like you're right that was we are rock and this is what it's about and right okay deal and with it number one on this list is randy rhodes and here's my hot take on this my favorite guitar my favorite aussie guitar player is jake jake oh my god jake is so Stinking good. I thought for sure you were going to say Zach. I love Zach Wild, but the best solos, the best, the absolute best solos from the from the from the Aussie from the Aussie catalog are Jake. God, I do love like. Was he bark at the moon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. J- Jake he- is way underrated. He gets forgotten in this whole thing, but Jake was fucking amazing. See, but then yeah, and Jake went on to do Badlands, who were. Fantastic which is a, man. Which is a great which is a great record. But Bandla- it's yeah, but his, awesome. But man, he's my favorite. So I mean Randy Rhodes, obviously great, iconic. That's my hot take is Jake is my favorite. Alright, give me your what okay. Well, so there are obviously people who aren't on this list. Like Eddie Van Halen's not on this list. That's a travesty. <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's not even a list without his name. Yeah. Who of these guys on the list did you see play? Did you see all of them? I saw all these guys play. No shit. I did. I saw Cacophony play. I saw Jason Becker play with Cacophony. Oh my god! That's <laughs> where did you see them? <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Yes. That's nuts, like in dude. some shithole too. Like in one of those off, mar- uh, one of those off venues. Not like a Mississippi Nights, like but not Mississippi Nights. Like worse than Mississippi Nights. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. No, I saw all these. Oh no, I didn't see Randy Rhodes play because Randy Rhodes died. Well, he was dead. Yeah, but everyone besides Randy Rhodes on this list, yes, I saw play. Dang, I don't think I saw everybody. I don't. I never saw Dokken. Um, I, I saw no. I never I saw, saw Becker. I never saw Def Leppard. I saw Lynch Mob play. I never saw Rat. I saw Lynch Mob play in a, some ba- in some crappy basement bar in in St. Louis. One of those again, not Mississippi Nights, but another off venue. Oh my god. It was it was insane. I was like, "What are they doing playing in this terrible bar?" Anyway, yeah, I that that blows my mind. What was so the bar? Me, that, wait, what was the bar that you guys always used to play with the Saturn Cats? What was that bar? Uh, there was two of them. Um, <laughs> the Saturn. No, you weren't in the Saturn Cats. You guys were the Cartoon Killers, right? And you guys would play with the Saturn Cats, who had the best hair. Oh my God! Two, you know, two of those dudes went on to play with Every Mother's Nightmare. Oh, did they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, may, they may still be doing it, as far as I know. That's funny. But uh, we played at Kennedy's. Do you remember Kennedy's? 
Uh, they yeah, had yeah, that yeah. big brick wall on the stage. It right, was right, just right. like totally in your way. Uh-huh. And then there was a place in Edwardsville that was awesome called Granny's Rocker that was like a total college bar. Um, 18 and older to get in, but you had to be 21 to drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That worked out. You, and, might as well uh, go to, you might as well go to Lou's Tavern in Standard City. For, exactly. For, for, for more stringent age restriction. <laughs> right, right. So we played there too with those guys, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Funny. Too right. good. Those are Kennedy's was a great club. Yeah, Kennedy's there. was good. I remember that place. Yeah. I think I sang with you guys one night in that bar. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you never know. I used to do so, a terrific I used to do a terrific Sebastian Bach impression when I when I, when I was young. <laughs> Who by the way is out on tour? Did well, you know that? Pass. Oh, he's playing the first it's the 30th anniversary of the first Skid Row album. He's yeah. doing the whole album in its entirety. Yeah, well, Youth Gone Wild is a funny song to sing when you're 50. <laughs> <laughs> we are the youth using walkers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd go, man. If he came, oh. to, if he came close, I'd go. No. Uh, all right. Totally. All right. So, so your list. So I so made my own list. So Eddie I, Van Halen obviously should be on this list. It's a travesty. I, I, I laughed at this list, and I made my own list. All right. And I stuck to... Like that era that you were were talking about from like 85 to 91. You had to play guitar in that time frame, okay? So like Randy Rhodes doesn't count. Yes. Great as he is, was, you're not on my list because you were dead. Right. So. (laughs) To put put it bluntly. (laughs) Right. So here's my list. And I I couldn't even get it to 10. I'm like, I got to do 11. All right. Your list goes to 11? That's My very, list goes to 11. That's, exactly. very, cliche, that's very cliche. <laughs> All right, hit so it. I'll go 11 to 1. So right. 11 was Warren D. Martini. Okay. Uh, 10 was John Sykes. Oh, yeah. The, the White Snake record. That, yes. That, that performance is awesome. Thank All you right. very much for validating that. Yeah. Uh, number 9, Vito Brada from White Lion. You know, he is he is the truest Eddie Van Halen echo that played in rock and roll. I mean, he took what Eddie was doing and did it and did it with a little more class. Like that first White Lion record's crazy good. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, and yeah. He's another technical guy too. Yeah, like, and, and you're the, right. He and took the, Eddie and like like cleaned Eddie up a little. Yeah. And that well cuz Eddie was mostly drunk. Um, but uh, the uh, but but the uh, the solo from Little Fighter is one of my favorite guitar solos in the whole world. It's Vito amazing. was awesome, man, yeah. and he's got to be. If you're talking about hair metal guitar players, he's got to be on the list. All right, all right. So number eight, Tracy Guns, LA Guns. Tracy Guns is really good. Come on, see, this is what I'm saying. These guys are nowhere mentioned. Uh, seven, I had George Lynch. Okay. Uh, six was Nuno. Five, Paul Gilbert. How do you not put Paul Gilbert on Gil- a metal guitar Un- player? Unfortunately, list? Paul Gilbert didn't have hits, which is his own. Which is the only thing. But you know, Paul Gilbert's amazing, a dumb, like, like so stupid good. So he may not have had hits with Racer X. No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't have hits, like, and you know, Mister Big. Come I mean, on, that's a, I mean, fine, but that's not that's not really what Paul Gilbert can do. But yes, I, I, I I'll, I'll grant you this one. But I love Paul Gilbert and. You know he's on tour right now, and he's he's absolutely amazing. His his pop stuff is really fun. If you if you get a chance to listen to any of his pop records that he made, yeah, they're really they're really good. They are really good. I 
I saw Mr. Big, and they opened for Rush when I saw him. Yes, I was. And, I was there, <laughs> and they did, like, they did Bob O'Reilly from the Who, mm-hmm. and he played the whole intro on his guitar. Yeah, and I was just like, "You guys are just freaks." He does goofy. He does all kinds of goofy, amazing stuff. No, Paul it Gilbert's crazy great. cool. I love Paul Gilbert. Uh, number four. Oh, Ingvay. wait a minute. Can I wait? Can I sidebar on Paul Gilbert once? Absolutely. You should go look up on YouTube, people who are listening, if you're interested in metal guitar at all. So Marty Friedman has Marty Friedman lives in Japan, okay. and he has a, he had a rock show in Japan, like a, and this, it's called Rock Fujiyama or something like that. <laughs> And 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 Paul, and 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 Marty Friedman speaks like perfect Japanese. That is insane. And he's married to a Japanese woman. And he would have he had every time Paul Gilbert came on his show, it was out of hand. So go look it up. It's called Rock Fujiyama. I'm look totally up, looking. That look up. up. Look up Marty Friedman and Paul Gilbert, and you'll lose your mind. There, it's they're, it's amazing. All right. Oh my God, that has to be a riot. I'm that tomorrow. That's on yeah. my list. No, yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 wait. Number four, I had Ingve. Ingve fucking who? That's right. <laughs> fucking Malmsteen, baby. I found I found Ingve to be amazing, but sort of repetitive. I don't know. Okay. I didn't love I didn't love Ingve. All right. Uh, but if you wanted some sweet picking. It's all the sweet picking you can eat. It's an all-you-can-eat sweet picking bonanza. <laughs> it is a buffet of sweet picking. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, number three, Eddie Van Halen. Sure. Number two, Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. And number one, Joe Satriani. Surfing, man. This Joe is amazing. And, and the only reason Vi is behind Satriani is because Satriani was his guitar teacher. Well, so. they, they, did, they did partner up on stuff. Right, right. So that and was my that's my eleven. That's a that's a good list, and uh, and yeah, exactly. It's 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 not a list that the listeners of Hair Nation would have compiled. <laughs> no, probably not. But, but if we're uh, talking guitar, hair metal guitar guys, I mean, this is it, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen Satriani play a couple of times, um, like in the last, I mean, since two thousand, mm-hmm. and he's amazing. I mean. You know, I mean, you know, there are people who are like polished, like players. Like Satriani is the most professional guitarist I think I've ever seen. I mean, he makes no mistakes. He makes, he does all this incredible, amazing stuff, and it's completely error free. Yeah, I know. He's 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 amazing. I, don't I even saw know. him like long time ago. I saw him in St. Louis at the Fox, and it was just an evening with Joe Satriani. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, you just walk out of there. Okay, I'm never playing again. Yeah, you either either you either pick up a guitar and work endlessly at it, or you just take all the guitars you have and throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because ne- I could never do what that guy just did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny. That's a good list. Good list, my man. All, All right. right, brother. I hope uh, I hope everybody in uh, enjoyed a little uh, a little. Uh, by the way, after this whole discussion and my enthusiasm around this kind of music, I don't think that Chris Meyer is going to invite me to be on uh, our liner notes now. <laughs> he's like the two on three pod, our liner notes. Right. He's, gonna, he's like, I can't talk about hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would never stoop he would never stoop to such lows anyway but other but that's uh but that's uh that's pretty amazing all right you can, we're gonna work you our can s- go beyond that though i've heard i've heard your boy band talk before you can 
<laughs> you can throw down with that too. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know when the last time they published uh, our liner notes, but that's a great show. So people out there who uh, who are into music, um, our liner notes uh, podcast is a uh, terrific. Check it out. Um, all right, so now we're going to transition ourselves into the OT, and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! <laughs> Actually, Ty. So Ty's not here to read the dad jokes of the week. Um, so next week, look forward to a double dose. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> or so you could, or you could just pause the podcast and kick yourself in the crotch, which an would extra long segment. <laughs> next week. But Brian, Brian prepared a uh, um, a uh, dad joke for us. I did. Week. I'm a I'm a faithful listener of the two on three pod, so I, right. I knew what to expect when I when I come in as a guest, and All I'm right. like, I better yeah. have a dad joke. You better have one. So I came prepared with one. Are you, okay, are go you for ready? it. Yeah, All hit right. me with it. Uh, why do melons have weddings? I don't know. Because they can't elope. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's a Come good on, one. Every, everybody's uh, laughing. Everyone's that's lovely. That's a lovely. <laughs> that's a lovely dad joke. All right, here's here's my dad joke of the week. What's my favorite thing about Switzerland? I'm not sure, but the flag is a big plus. Oh man, jeez, dude. <laughs> what flag jokes? What no? no. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give the villa response to that. Ew. <laughs> I do ew a lot. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. All right. So, it, anything else here in the OT? You want to do? You want to do? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a little time. Not All right, much. we can. Uh, you want to do a couple can, of you rather's? Would you rather? We can do that. Um, right. Let's do a little. You talked about maybe doing just like funny band stories if you had any funny. Or did we oh, cover that? Oh, yeah, we did. You want to cover? I have another couple of funny band stories. I got a couple. All right, we'll, we'll do the. We'll do. The, we'll we'll come back here in, in the OT and instead of rather's. We'll uh, we'll do funny band stories. Okay. All right. So here's my funny. Here's one of my funny band stories. I used to play a really. I used to play a Roland electronic kit. Which I really liked, mm-hmm. and um, we were playing at this bar, and and I love the kit because you could dial it up and dial it down, and you could make it, you know, you could mix it better with your with the band. Like you could turn it up, like the PA guy could turn it up or whatever. So we're playing in this bar, and um, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing. My mic stand was in kind of a weird place, and so I went to swing it around. And in the middle of a song, it tipped over and turned off my kit. <laughs> like it, like it hit, it hit the, it hit, it hit where I was. There has to be was, a perfect like combination of things to happen. It and it kills the entire kit. Like in the middle of a song, like ba da 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 ba da ba, nothing. So nothing. the rest of the band is playing. They look at me. I'm like, shit. I, you know. So I. I have to turn it on, but because it's a rolling kit, it has to boot, essentially. Oh, my God, yeah. So it takes a good 20... Rest of the song. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a good 20 seconds for it to kick back on, which felt like two hours. Yeah, right. And so it kicked back on, I jumped back into the song, we finished, and I was just like, oh, God. Terrible. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) That is terrible. So... 
uh, one of my funny band stories is another equipment malfunction. Uh, but it was a user <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> it, it wasn't any sort of comedy of errors like happened to you. Um, and you'll remember this, but for your listeners, um, we were playing when we were in the basement. So we were in our high school band. And uh, we had rented out a hall to like play a show and just yeah the KC, a, the KC hall we yeah. put on our own show right and we just invited everybody in the town and we charged a cover and just tried to make some money right yeah like two dollar cover and this was about the time when Guns N' Roses Sweet Child of Mine was pretty popular and fairly new also yeah. uh-huh. like it hadn't been out a long time but we like oh man this song is so great we got to learn it and everybody loved it you know so we learned it and it's got that you know badass bass solo at the beginning mm-hmm. after the guitar right and so i had turned off my amp so that i could tune real quick before the song and then when i i had to unplug and everything you know to plug into my tuner I, we weren't fancy enough to have like <laughs> on the fly tuners right so i like had to unplug my guitar to plug into a tuner and uh, then I plugged back in, but I forgot to kick my amp back on. It was on and standby. So, yeah. So I, like, was ready, though, dude. And wow. I was totally ready to come in for the solo. I had my foot up on the monitor and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to play it, and it was nothing. It was totally dead. And I'm like, shit, I forgot to turn my amp on. And I turn around, and I hit the on switch, the power switch on my amp. By then, my spot, it was over. Yeah. Like, that, that base lead, the base lead had come and gone. It, it had took, come and gone. It took you thirty years to be able to play that, <laughs> to, and then and then but I nailed it. <laughs> and then thirty years later, you got to play it at the at our at our class reunion, and you finally got to play the song. Yes, you finally and, got to play the bass lead to and, in front of people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. What and happened, I nailed it. What happened the second time? No, there was another time. You blew it a second time too. Like oh God, I don't yeah, remember that. No, because mm-hmm. we we came back around to play it at another show at the at the wedding show, and some you blew it that time too. Something happened, like you either locked up or froze up or something. Like oh man, because you who couldn't knows? get it. Yeah, I, I don't remember that part. I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those uh, you know one of those funny band stories. It's like you know one time I was wasted and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And, and uh, we yeah. did this stupid shit. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. Brian is Brian holds the uh, the title of being my like seeing eye dog. Like he like like there will be times when I'm complete. Brian's always super prepared. And, <laughs> I and, am way over prepared. You're right. which is great because I'm always slightly underprepared. And so there'll be tar- there'll be parts of the song where I'll look at Brian and Brian knows he Brian says, "Oh God, Villa's lost." Like he's like he doesn't know what. <laughs> He doesn't know what's happening next. He doesn't know where, you know, he doesn't know that this is not where it ends. <laughs> it's right. like, this is not where the ending is, you know. Let's keep it going, keep, keep it going. It, yes, keep it going, keep going. Um, there's always the, you know, the bridge. Oh, is this the part where we go to the bridge? Oh, God, right. up there. And then, like, and then sometimes I need lyric. Like, sometimes I'll need the first lyric of the third verse or something. <laughs> Line? <laughs> Brian's always on the spot. All I have to do is look at Brian. Brian knows, like, oh, shit, he doesn't know the word. And like he'll like mouth it to me, and I'll be like, "Yes," and then we're off and running. And Seamle- off we go, and right. se- seamlessly. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I w- I'm always thankful. I'm always th- thankful to have Brian on my right because I just look at him and say, "He knows." It's like, "Oh shit, he's, <laughs> oh, shit, he's lost." 
<laughs> oh, funny. All right. Thank God, right. Thank God I'm not wasted right now. Otherwise, right? I wouldn't. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. I couldn't help Villa out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're a rock star, my man. I appreciate you coming on. Dude, it was my pleasure. I had a blast. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Brian, and all of our listeners for all the time that you spend with us. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, comment, and uh, Ty will be back next week, and we'll be back with more shenanigans. And until then, peace. <laughs>